So we're going to be talking about compassion. But before we even go there, um, we should talk about the fact that this guy was a Samaritan. Because I didn't know this until recently. Um, but Samaritans and the people that Jesus were talking to, they weren't cool. Um, they were like, you know, really at odds. They were enemies. It, it was so bad that the people that Jesus were talking to, they used the word Samaritan as a curse word. So if you could imagine today, you know, there are groups of people that, you know, some haters have curse words for in American culture. Uh, maybe for black people, maybe for Spanish people, maybe for gay people. There's like these curse words that, you know, hateful people use uh, toward people groups. And it's exactly what's happening here. Like Jesus was talking to a group of people that when they saw Samaritans, they would spit on the ground. And when, you know, one of their uh, friends upset them, they would call them a Samaritan. It was like, that's how bad they hated Samaritans. So Jesus tells the story of uh, a Jewish person who got uh, jumped, beat up, robbed of everything, left for dead. Then a pastor rolls by, does nothing. A choir member rolls by, does nothing. And then one of these people who is the enemy who is the curse word, comes and is the hero of the story. Like, how do you think the people that Jesus was talking to received that? They hated Samaritans and like, yo, this Samaritan is the hero. You have to be like him. This whole question was, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? And then Jesus says, look, these people that you hate, you have to be like them. It was like completely mind-blowing. That's why people always wanted to stone and kill Jesus and eventually did. Because he would say stuff that would blow minds. Uh, and it's like today, you know, we read through it and we don't, you know, uh, have that same understanding of Samaritan. So we just fly by it. But if you slow down and, and read it and take into the context, it's like huge that Jesus was saying what he was saying. So, um, yeah, Samaritan, as he journeyed, he came to where he was and his heart went out to him. Now, the Samaritan, his heart goes out to someone who hated him. His heart goes out to someone if... If he wasn't in his condition, if he was just walking by, he would see him and spit on the road. But the Samaritan's heart goes out for him. That's like some next level compassion. That's like some Jesus Christ compassion. Like some stuff that I don't even fully understand. That's like uh, my man Bernard um, uh, who just who was just executed? Bernard, uh, Brandon Bernard. He was just executed yesterday, and you know that's like him seeing the people who are executing him and his heart going out to them. 
That's what happened here. When the Samaritan saw this person on the ground, his heart goes out to him. And then not only that, he could have done like the bare minimum, right? He's like, oh man, I hate this guy, but yeah, I don't want him to die. So let me just put a Band-Aid on him. Let me just bandage him up and then keep it moving. But he doesn't do that. He puts a Band-Aid, but before that, he pours oil and wine. That's like costing him money right there. Like oil and wine wasn't something that, you know, you could just run into your cupboard. These are ancient days. All this stuff is mad expensive. And he wants to make sure that this person who hated him got the proper treatment so no infection would come into his wound. So he dips into his own pocket and pours costly oil and wine on this brother before he bandages him to make sure he's taken care of. If the story ended there, the Samaritan would have been the hero. But it continues. And it says that he put him on his own animal. So now, now he has to walk. And this guy is on his animal. And then he brings him to an inn. And he tells the person at the inn, look after him. And on the next day when he leaves, he takes out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said, take care of him, whatever else you need. When I come back, I will repay you. So like two denarii, what does that mean? Is that two cents? Is, is that two dollars? What is two denarii? A denarii was one day's wage. So I don't know what y'all plan on doing when you get out of school. If you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a musician, if you want to play for Los Angeles Lakers with my boy LeBron, who will probably still be balling in like five years so you could play with him. So whatever you do, think about how much money you'll make in one day. Will you make $300 a day? Will you make $600 a day? What will you make in one day? Let's just average it out and let's say you're gonna make $500 a day. If you make $500 a day and you translate it into this story, you would have to dip into your pocket and pay the innkeeper $1,000, two days wages. Give this guy $1,000 and say, look, I want the best treatment for him and whatever else you spend, when I come back, I'll hook you up. It's like mind blowing that the Samaritan is going so far out of the way to take care of this guy who in all actuality would hate him. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense if we're looking at it through our own eyes. But when we look at this story through Jesus's eyes, it's like the only thing that the Samaritan could do because he had the love of God all up in him. And when you have the love in you, uh, it, it just comes out. And so this story, it's really cool because it's connected to 
another story in the Gospel of Luke. So uh, the word, his heart went out to him. Uh, in verse 33, in my version, it says compassion. Well, this is a very specific word that the author, Luke, uses only three times in the whole gospel, right? And the, the other time that Luke uses this word, compassion, is in Luke 15. And I'll read it to you real quick. Luke 15, it's a story of the prodigal son. You know, the prodigal son who um, asks his dad for his half of the inheritance. He goes off wild living, loses it all, is eating some pig food, and is like, yo, this is whack. I need to go back home. He goes back home, and when he comes back home, verse 20 says, and he arose, he went to his father, but when he was still a great way off, his father saw him, and he had compassion on him. And he ran to him, and he fell on his neck, and he kissed him, and his son said, Father, I've sinned against you, and uh, in your sight, I'm no longer worthy. But the father said, nonsense, the servants. Uh, he called the servants to bring out the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his hand, sandals on his feet, fatten a calf, kill it, and he threw a party. That same word, compassion, links these two stories. The Samaritan saw who was despised, saw someone on the ground, and he had compassion on him. The father, who, by the way, the son asking his father for the inheritance was the equivalent of him telling his father, yo, I hate you. I wish you were dead so that I could have the inheritance. The son hated his father. And that parallels with this story and the hate that we see uh, the people Jesus talking to, to the Samaritan. It parallels in this story of the good Samaritan in the prodigal son because the son hated his father. Just like uh, the person who was jumped hated the Samaritan under normal circumstances. But the Samaritan loved the person who was beat up. And the father, even though his son hates him, he still loves the son. So much so that even though the son ran off, even though he wanted him, his son, um, his father dead, when he came back, the father had compassion on him and he went above and beyond. He, he put a robe on him, a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet, killed a fattened calf, had a big party. It's the same kind of lavish going over and beyond that we see in the story of the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan went over and beyond. The father of the prodigal went over and beyond. So that's telling me when the Samaritan saw the person on the ground all beat up, he didn't see just some like random stranger. He saw someone that he considered to be family. It was his family lying on the ground. That's why it makes sense that he would bandage him, that he would put him on his donkey, that he would take him to the end. He saw that person like he saw his own flesh and blood. There was no way he would walk by. He loved that person. His compassion. And I told you there was three times in Luke that he uses this word compassion. The other time, I think it's in Luke 7, um, where 
uh, there's this, yeah, Luke 7, verse uh, 11, starts in verse 11, where there's this uh, funeral procession happening. And there's this young man who had died. And, uh, you know, in those days, they used to carry, like, the body in an open coffin on their shoulders all the way from where the person died, probably in his house, uh, to where they were going to lay him to rest. So, And the whole funeral was just following along in this huge procession. So this procession is happening. This mother, the father had already died, so it was just the mother. And it was just her son who had died. Now the mother's going to be alone. And if you were going to be alone and a woman back in those days without a husband to provide or without sons to shelter you, you were going to be as good as dead. So that didn't even hit her yet. She's just sad about her son, funerals processing. Jesus sees the crowd. And um, in Luke 11... It says, when Jesus saw the crowd and saw the mother, that she was a widow, he had compassion on her. And verse 14, he said, "Um, I had compassion on her. Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, which was a big no-no. You're not supposed to touch anything dead. If you were a good Jew, because that would defile you. He touched the open coffin and he said, young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak. All right. This is where the connection comes in. And then we'll enter into a little discussion. The Good Samaritan saw this man, the Bible says, uh, who was left for dead. So there's this element of of death. And the Good Samaritan had compassion, and his compassion brought his son, brought this man back to life. If the Good Samaritan kept walking, this man would have died, but the Good Samaritan's compassion restored this man's life. 